Hello all, this is Tifa and you've tuned in to a new episode of That Girl. I just dropped my phone, I tained a turn, I tained a turn, I made a turn and my phone just dropped. Oh, what's been going on guys? I am driving down Woodward right now. I'm running errands. I hate running errands, but it was from some work stuff and then I have some business stuff that I'm getting ready to do because I'm getting ready to launch the Tifa, uh, Pure Tifa Holistic Beauty. Um, and it's at a perfect time because I'm just really excited. But it's funny because I've been having a lot of health issues recently and I've been really exhausted. I'm about to yawn. See what I mean? I've been really exhausted. I've had a headache. I've had nausea. And I've been dizzy. And it it lasted for four days before I went to urgent care and basically got a bullshit not really answer, but I'm getting ready to go to my doctor and get more information. Um, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about that, about, you know, black women and, and going to the doctor and kind of just like the generalizations that come along with black women when they go to the doctor and how they're treated way different than when so i don't know if you watch like Grey's anatomy um if you don't watch Grey's anatomy what i mean i'm behind severely but i still watch it because i still like care um and it's such a good show and it tackles a, a lot of um really good issues whether it be in the times whether it be racial whether it be gender based um i really enjoy how they don't shy away from certain things shout out to shonda rhyme for that also just the fact that shonda rhymes is a boss ass bitch right i'm a boss ass bitch 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 Um, But in one of the episodes in Grey's Anatomy, they brought to our attention the um, discrepancies in the healthcare system and how they treat African-American women. And, you know, they have this idea that African-American women have a higher pain threshold. African-American women get less um, pain medication. Um, They're treated differently. Their symptoms aren't same um there's just this really bad image of african-american in the healthcare system and and to my recollection it even goes as far as there is a study that said that african-american women have more miscarriages due to like hospital stuff than um any other race and that's kind of just crazy right like what you go to the hospital and you expect to be treated equally like at a hospital at a, at a at a basic level right like a basic human life needs level you go and you expect to be treated a certain way and then you go in and, and and the worst part is that you don't know it's happening you don't understand that is happening to you because you automatically assume that you're going into a safe place and that you're going to be treated just like everybody else was and when they come to these conclusions and they say that you're fine and it it, you know they kind of i would say 
make it seem as if it's not as serious, then you, I don't know, you, you just believe it because it, the, well, shit, the doctor said this, so fuck it. I guess I gotta, you know, go with it. So in this episode, Bailey, who is at this point in the series, chief, um, chief of surgery, uh, she runs like the hospital and she is in the car with her husband. She asks her husband to drop her off somewhere. And then she checks herself in the hospital because she is showing symptoms of... I, I, it was either a stroke or a heart attack. I cannot, for the love of me, remember. Um, and she goes in and, you know, everybody knows her because she's chief of surgery. And she's been kicking this lower grade hospital's butt for forever. And so she goes to the hospital and she tells them that, you know, she thinks that she's about to have a heart attack or stroke and she's showing symptoms and they check her in. And then a cardiologist comes out and he sees her because at first, you know, the ER people, they look and they say, well, we don't see any signs. And she's like, I know the signs. I'm a doctor. You know, f- listen to me, right? I, bitch, bitch, I'm better than you. <laughs> Almost in a sense, which is not really true. Like, we don't want to say that, but like. I, I am just as knowledgeable, if not more knowledgeable, than you are. And this is my body. And I know what's going on with my body, right? They go through a series of things where she's demanding that they give her these tests because she knows what's happening and she knows what's going on. And they continue to make her seem as if she is crazy, as if she just has no idea, no inclination of what could be happening with her body. And so... the problem the the real problem really begins right so she ends up phoning into her hospital and asking for the cardio surgeon there to come visit her who is also another black woman and um during this time she's still trying to fight for she's she's literally arguing and fighting with the doctors to try to get them to understand that she knows what's going on with her body and then the cardio surgeon from Grace Sloan comes in and she's like demanding and she asks for them to have the test and she asks them to order a room and she does surgery to save Bailey's life and you know she's going off and she's talking about how many black women in the system disappear and how they don't get treated the same and all kinds of terrible things and you're watching this and you're like ma'am you know I never I never really knew this existed and if you didn't know, then it's kind of really hard to combat it, right? Like, how do you, how do you then, how do you know that the doctor is telling you that you're fine? Uh, imagine if a doctor told you that you're fine or you're making this up or you're, you're hysterical or, you know, all the things they say about black women. You, you're too emotional or you're being aggressive or <clears throat> you don't need to be angry imagine all of those things being said and you're just kind of like I'm not angry I'm not too emotional I'm not being aggressive I just, just simply want you to give me the treatment I'm telling you that these symptoms are here I'm telling you that symptoms of stroke or heart attack show differently in black women um and I want you to pay attention so in the it ended up being okay for Bailey but the problem is then like how do we tackle this issue um, I remember listening to someone that I know 
speak and they were talking about how even breast cancer when they search for breast cancer in women the um, things that they search for in white women are different than things that they would search for in black women um, and it's like a different indicator or whatever and I'm not you know I'm, I'm not science at all so I'm giving you very like broad but I would say that if you are interested in this that I would I would check it out I would give it a look see and see exactly what I'm talking about because it's it's crazy but basically there's a different indicator for um black women for breast cancer and most doctors don't check it so they're checking these indicators for breast cancer and you're thinking that you know your doctor's doing the due diligence and he's trying to be okay and safe and everything like that and then you realize that there are so many things that they haven't done that they haven't checked and you're still very much at danger like you you're still stuck and it's still the throes and there's still bad things that could be happening to you and so it's 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 just wild to me and and I I correlate this into my kind of my own experiences with the doctors um I'm you know I'm I have a fear of going to the hospital I hate the ER I hate going to the doctor but that's because most of the time when I go and there's something and I don't and you know black women sometimes are painted to be like complainers or it it depends we can be complainers or we can be like people who are really really we don't feel pain we're super tough and everything like that um but I, I never liked that when I went to when I went for a problem that the problem was never really taken seriously um, that was always disconcerting to me and it, it made me never really want to go because if you're not taking what I'm saying seriously if you're not taking my pain seriously why I'm here so recently as I've mentioned at the beginning of this podcast I um, went to the doctor I went to the the ER so basically what happened was I went to urgent care first um, because it was four days of like severe exhaustion. Um, someone used the word lethargic or like I couldn't even operate my life for an hour without needing to lay down nausea, headaches, dizziness. Like, I, I mean, to the point where like I was in a restaurant and I had to leave the restaurant because I was crying cause I was so tired and I felt like I was going to throw up and I didn't want to throw up in a restaurant. And fun fact about me, I really don't throw up. Um, which sucks because I'm just kind of left with the nausea feeling. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, my dad finally said, let's go to urgent care. So I go to urgent care. I let them know that I think it's because I've changed my diet and I'm going to have a whole conversation about that. Sorry, I hit the mic. I'm gonna have a whole conversation about that, but I let them know that it's because I, you know, I recently changed my diet and I'm doing chicken turkey a pescatarian right now and I know that I was um iron deficient anemic before and you know the likelihood that I kind of just depleted my body and I wasn't giving it as much iron as I was before might be the cost and so they're they have me go peanut cup they you know are you pregnant can you be pregnant no I'm not pregnant I can't be pregnant you gotta have sex to do that and nah I'm good so they go through all of that and then urgent care says they you know there's not much they can do to me they think I'm dehydrated and if I'm dehydrated I have to get seen by the doctor and or by the urgent or emergency room and if it's my anemia then the blood test they need to be doing in the emergency room now 
I spend four hours waiting to get into the emergency room, like waiting to be seen. And one thing that I will say is that shout out to the men and women nurses. Um, because fuck, I couldn't even imagine, like the line never stops and it seemed terrible. I can't imagine having to do that. So shout out to the people who do, cause you guys are fucking superheroes. Cause I just, I couldn't. Um, and even though I was really irritated at the end because I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I don't feel good and I'm sitting in a chair that's uncomfortable and all I want to do is sleep. Um, they were still just really, really nice. And even when I was there, you know, the, the nurses that were there taking care of me were really nice. Um, but the blood draws and everything like that. The problem was that in the ER, I think that the doctors sat in with me for maybe a minute, two minutes. And then that was the most that I saw the doctor in the ER. Um, and I don't know if this is the norm, but to me... It, it was almost weird. Um, I kept telling them that I was exhausted. I'm really tired. And they say, so you're just a little tired. And, and, and I'm like, no, no. And I'm trying to describe to them the severe exhaustion that I'm having where I can't fucking operate my day. Where I go to bed at fucking 8 o'clock. And I can't, you know, it was, it, it was the, the downplaying of my symptoms was really frustrating to me because I'm not an up player like I don't upsell my shit if I tell you this is how I fucking feel this is how I feel so that was a really interesting thing me telling them about like kind of my history it was obvious very early on that they were kind of confused what was going on with me so they do a lot of blood tests or they you know they draw my blood I'm sitting there and waiting um they come in and um, they, she put, hangs up bolo bags and she says that we're going to give you these bolo bags. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. And I asked her, you know, she's like, we're going to get a little more blood work. And I was like, do you know, do they know what's going on yet? And she's like, no, they'll come in and they'll talk to you. And then I had like an attending come in for a second. And he asked like, what was, what is the biggest symptom that you have? And I was like, oh, it's definitely the exhaustion. And he's like, okay. And he leaves not a single other conversation. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't know almost anything about me at this point. Um, and so, and, and mind you, these are, these are white male doctors, which always makes me feel uncomfortable because I feel like unfortunately there's already a stereotype in both of our heads and I don't feel comfortable talking to you and you don't feel you know you're already going to believe certain things about me so it's already creating a like a really weird dynamic and there's already a really weird dynamic between white males and African-American women in general right like that's that's a sensitive subject that touching is just like ooh, dynamite um and so in the end they do all these tests and everything kind of comes back normal. They decide to say that they think that I'm a little dehydrated. And I tell them, this is really confusing to me. I drink water. I drink two cups of tea a day. But that's not in- including any other water that I drink in my day. Um, you know, this is going to sound disgusting, but my pee isn't like a dark orange. My skin isn't dry. 
you know, other than the lightheaded, the dizziness, stuff like that, I have no symptoms. And I, and I know, I know what it feels like when I'm getting overheated. I know when it feels like when I'm dehydrated. I know what that heat dehydration thing feels like for me. This wasn't that. And so I'm trying to tell them, it's like, yeah, this is what we think it is. We did some blood pressure stuff. And when you stood up, your heart rate skyrocketed. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here with the IV in my arm. And honestly, I have more of a headache and I feel more nauseous when they're giving me this bolo bag than before. And like when I left the hospital, I felt worse than when I went into the hospital. Um, and luckily I'd, I'd already ordered iron pills. So I've been taking my iron pills since then. I felt a little bit better today. Yesterday I took a rest and just kind of relaxed a little bit. It's definitely still on my head. I still have a headache right now. I know that I'm thirsty and I need to drink water, but it's interesting. I went and I went through the files of like, you know, all of my tests and everything. And to me, there was nothing that indicated dehydration other than these symptoms and it felt like they just jumped to a conclusion and get me out and then say oh go see a regular doctor and it was really frustrating and I and I felt like there were times when I was in the hospital that I wish that I had someone there to be an advocate for me right to say hold up hold up hold up hold up you know we're not gonna you're not gonna treat her like this like I I really truly felt like I wanted someone to advocate for me because I just don't know what to do or what to say or what to ask and I wish that there was a way that we could give more information to our African-American sisters and women and people in general on you know what you need to ask and what you need to do what you need to do to fight for what's going on with your body because I'm still exhausted I've been drowning my body in water and I'm still exhausted um and now I'm having symptoms like cramping yesterday my legs were tingling this is signs that it's not you know it's not what you said that it is but I have an appointment with my doctor and I'm gonna go talk to her I like my doctor she is a female so um but I, I wanted to make this podcast to kind of bring attention to women in general and say hey you know be careful educate yourself and I, I, I do suggest that when you go to ERs and stuff like that, that you go with someone. I'm just not really, I don't have a lot of people like that I could go with that won't kind of make things worse for me and unintentionally, but, and I'm also kind of fiercely independent, but I recommend going with someone because they can speak for you when you're not feeling your best or, you know, you're just really confused what's going on. They have a little bit more clarity. And they have a little bit more, you know, fire and punch in them to be able to say, hey, no, fuck this. This is what we need to do. So thank you guys for listening. I hope that you enjoy the podcast. I hope that you go and you talk to your doctors and you kind of fight for your right to live. Uh, Fight for your right to party. (laughs) Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.